0: Welcome to It's Mostly About Video Games, a podcast that's mostly about video games. This time we have a very special episode for you, or some might call it a not very special episode. We're doing a mini episode on Uncharted, the movie. We just saw it recently together, and so we figured it would be a good idea to just take the opportunity and talk about it together, since we just happened to see it at the same time. This is not going to be... The standard for our episodes but we figured we might just do a quick little mini episode throwing out our gut reactions to the film and talking about it briefly but we're not going to go as in-depth as we would on our regular episodes
1: yes our high aristocrat knowledge on our normal content it'll not be like this one no no no
0: yeah most of our episodes will probably be at a higher quality of content but we figured you know all content is good content, so we might as well throw something out yeah, there. Yeah,
1: throw something out. Spontane- Spontaneousness is nice.
0: Indeed. So, Logan, gut reaction. What do you think of Uncharted?
1: Oh, bleh! No, just kidding. Uh, So, as most of us know, and maybe some of us don't know, the movie is based off a video game. I saw my cousin play through the first game. I never actually like played any of the games myself because it's just not my style of video game. But I do respect the franchise and for what it stood for, especially when that first one came out, I remember that it, the graphics were just insane. The story was nice. Again, watching my cousin play, it was fun to watch. But as far as the movie, it was it was fun. Like no that I wasn't blown away and like, "Oh man, my life has changed forever. I'll never watch movies the same." You know, it it was it was a fun movie. It's one I could definitely watch again in like a couple of years probably. Because I don't generally like rewatching movies too close to each other, um, but it was it was okay. it was all right. I love Mark Wahlberg, Tom Holland is fantastic, but I, Mark Wahlberg is hilarious to me, so I'd watch it just for that for him alone.
0: When I saw this in theaters, uh, you know, and the credits were rolling, I turned to my friend Jake. we saw it together along with some some other friends, and he described this movie in like the most perfect way to me. So I asked I was like, "Oh, what do you think of the movie?" And he stared at me for a couple seconds and then he said. It was entertaining. And that is probably the best way I can describe this movie. Yeah. It is an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. It is very shallow. It is a very shallow movie. Mm-hmm. There is almost no depth to any of the characters. It is it is a stock standard. Like you you could throw anyone in these roles. You know, you get the same result, anything. yeah. And and it, you're kind of there just for the action set pieces, and those are good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I, I really thought, and and for reference, I have played the Uncharted games, not all of them uh, to completion. I finished the fourth one all the way through; that was really good. And I've played a little bit of the other ones, but I haven't beaten any of the other ones.
1: Oh God, you, be, you so did you start with the fourth one before the others? What the heck? Uh, how do you do that?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. It was, it came out, I didn't own a PS3 at the time, and they later came out with an Uncharted collection, like a, a anthology collection of all the games for PS4, and I got that, and so I played through them that way, the earlier ones, but the first one I ever played was the fourth one, because it came out for PS4.
1: Oh, I couldn't do that. It would drive me nuts. I would not be able to do that. I'd have to start at one. I never felt lost. Oh, really? Oh, well, all
0: right. I don't think that there's anything you miss in the uh, in the fourth one by not having played the first three. Okay. I mean, I, there's some stuff you miss. Like, there's there's uh, Nate's wife, Elena, you know, he meets in the first game, and so that whole relationship develops throughout the series, so you're kind of missing some of that. But a lot of the plot elements, like the main villain from the fourth game is new to the fourth game. Oh, okay. Uh, Rafe. And then, uh, as we saw in the movie, Nate's brother, Sam, was not even in the previous games. He was just in the fourth game.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't remember. Like, my cousin played it when Uncharted 1 first came out. So that was years ago. I I really, it was almost as if I, I had no idea what the movie was going to be about. Because I, I hardly remembered the game, like, at all. I just remembered it was great graphics. It, and, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. It was called Uncharted. And (laughs) that's all I remembered. So it was, it was like fresh for me too. But you said about it being entertaining and and that's, that's the depth we're going to get. And I, and I feel like that's okay because so much of cinema now is stuck on. it needs its own like metaverse for some reason, everything needs a cinematic universe. Like you can't make a movie without this lingering thought of having 20 other movies all connected to each other by this grand strain of, cinematography and hidden stories and development and sometimes it's like no there's a movie it's entertaining you you see it you're done like there you go you're done i mean this one there is the potential for more but even if it was just this movie alone that's fine i mean some movies it's okay to have a single movie and it begins it ends and that's it you don't need anything more
0: yeah for the record i love the marvel cinematic universe but i do think that uh its influence has been far too strong. Like, yes, everyone's trying to copy Marvel, and this is a conversation for another time.
1: It is. They want the money from it, that's why.
0: Like, Marvel did it right, and it was a huge success. Like, they did it super well, but they started this with a vision, and then everyone just tries to hop on the bandwagon for the cash. There was a lot of time and effort planning this from the beginning. And lots of other companies are just copying them, but without this this notion of how the whole thing's supposed to play out. They kind of just go...
1: I, I agree. Well, not only that, but Marvel is, a, is is a comic company that's been out since before we were born. Like, they've had a lot of these characters and stories there developed for years and years and years, but all these other, you know, ideas are coming up, like, oh, I've got a story about a toothpick. Well, let's make sure we make 30 movies about it, have the grand cinematic toothpick universe, and it's like, you can't do that with everything. Or if you do, it takes some serious planning to pull it off. Like Marvel.
0: I agree. Back to Uncharted, so we
1: don't... (laughs) Oh yeah, so, uh, by the way, this is an Uncharted episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do think the action set pieces were very faithful to Uncharted. Okay, They're so... Because in, in the Uncharted games, there are so many stupid, stupid things that Nathan Drake survives, and you're like, there is no way any human could survive this.
1: So so it is like in the game?
0: Yes, it is. The, the action okay. set pieces are very similar to the games. Like, you know, when Tom Holland is, his shoe's like stuck in a crate, and he's flying out of a plane with the cargo. Yeah. Like, that's oh, actually, yeah. that sequence is basically in one of the games.
1: Oh, okay. And okay. so...
0: A lot of that, and like the the part where they were at the auction trying to get the cross, that was lifted straight out of Uncharted 4, that entire sequel. Actually, most of this movie is Uncharted 4, with some elements really? of the other games sprinkled in, which is weird, because it's an origin story. They basically lifted the general plot of Uncharted 4 with the, the way the treasure is, because Uncharted 4... Uh, it sort of starts off very early on. You're looking for Henry Avery, uh, mm-hmm. who's this pirate, and Yar. one of the first things that they do is they go to this like black market auction, and Sully, with Nate's help, steals this cross that's supposed to be a clue or a key mm-hmm. to to the rest of the treasure. And then they find like this, they they like li- like in the Uncharted movie, they find like this pirate ship with all of this gold. And so that is basically Uncharted 4. I think it was weird. I think it was a really weird decision to make this movie an origin story because in Uncharted 1, the game begins with Nate and Soli already working together. They're already sort of in the middle oh. of, a, of a job.
1: But they introduce them at quote unquote Uncharted 4's storyline. Well, and then they introduce them together.
0: So this movie is is not Uncharted for a storyline. No, it's not,
1: but I mean they're taking ideas from
0: it. It's taken lots of ideas from it. But my point being is that even in Uncharted 1, in the very first Uncharted game, the game begins with Nate and Sully already a team. Yeah, they already and, know each other. And this movie was like all about how they become a team. And I thought that was really strange to start off like this. Even though the first game didn't do that. The first game didn't.
1: It just jumped right into the action. Well, you know, maybe maybe because it is a movie. And, you know, not everyone watching the movie obviously is going to have played the game. Like me, for example. So um, they might they might just be heading in a different direction. Because what's nice about it is this kind of a movie, this genre, is very Lara Croft, Indiana Jones-esque. You can, you, you, if you have a good enough writing team, you can make this movie that these characters work in any setting. Like you can create any sacred lost treasure of this or that or historical, you know, blip, blop there and there. Um, you can put it all together and make good movies. Even if there's not, they have nothing to do with the video games besides the IP and the characters, you can still make good movies after it. And that might be what they're going because they started off with some pretty big star power because Tom Holland is the hottest thing in Hollywood right now. And Mark Wahlberg's great because he's great. And uh, Antonio Banderas, you know, he's in there too. You got to get a legend in there, and you know, hope for a dream. Speaking of pirates, by the way, do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is? R. No, actually, it be the scene.
0: <laughs> you're, you're dumb. You're dumb, Logan. You're
1: dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to put that. I love getting people that one because everyone's like, "Oh, is it R?" And I'm like, "No, I actually need it actually be."
0: <laughs> that's, that's so stupid. All right.
1: well, thanks for watching our episode. We know everyone left after that. We hope you join us in the next one.
0: Well, in the event that our uh, our listeners find themselves with nothing better to do and come back to to this point after having left, I still have some things to talk about <laughs> um. <laughs> You mentioned the characters, like throwing the characters into any setting, and that actually is probably my biggest beef with the movie, is that...
1: Is that you could do that?
0: No, it's that the characters didn't feel like Nathan Drake, and it didn't feel like Victor, Victor Sullivan. Okay. Not that they were totally awful, like I did enjoy Tom Holland, but every time I talk to my friends about this movie, I'm like, oh, I like this scene where Tom Holland did this.
1: Oh, you're not saying Nathan Drake.
0: Like it's just it's not Nathan Drake to me. I see what you're saying. And Mark Wahlberg as Soli, he just doesn't he just doesn't feel like Soli. The way the characters act, like their their body motions and their mannerisms when speaking. And part of that might have just been because it's this origin story. But the delivery of the lines, even if the words themselves were nate-esque or Sully esque. it just i was watching it and i was like this just isn't it's not it's not the same characters like mm. it just, just totally doesn't feel like the same characters and i was really kind of hoping that it would be like if someone told me hey you know we're making an uncharted movie that would be my my biggest hope was like oh i get to see these characters that i love on screen not that oh i get to see other people do the same action sequences that the characters have done. Cause I've already seen these action sequences. Yeah. I want to see the characters, you know, in, in a, in a movie format, not the rehashing of some similar action sequences, not to say yeah. that I didn't enjoy them. Cause I did enjoy the action sequences. I thought they were definitely the highlight of the movie, especially the end with the pirate ships being airlifted. I thought that was, that was just pure, like uncharted silliness. It's dumb. But not in a bad way. It's dumb in like a this is so freaking awesome, mm-hmm. even though it's completely unbelievable.
1: Well, It's way. like dumb humor, right? You know, it's dumb, but you still like it. You know, and and I think not not to bring it back to Marvel, but honestly, this is one of the best comparisons we have. When you think of Thor, right? You're talking about you refer to Thor. You don't say, oh Chris Hemsworth when he was jumping around as a god of thunder, this this and that and the other. No, you're he he embodied. Thor. Like when you think of Thor, you think of Chris Hemsworth. When you think of Iron Man, you think of Tony Stark, who is again Rob Robert Downey Jr. You don't you don't do the vice versa thing because those characters I don't know they just embody them so well. And I'll be honest when that when I found out it was Tom Holland playing um, Nathan Drake, I thought to myself, okay, I know why they're doing it because again he's the hottest thing in Hollywood right now. Uh, he ki- I mean he kind of fits the look a little bit. But I, I, from what I remember of the character, I do agree. Like he didn't, he not one moment did I feel like I was watching Nathan Drake. I had to like remind myself, oh yeah, that's Nathan Drake. Oh yeah, that's Nathan Drake. Instead, to me, it just looked like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. So I get totally what you're saying. But I guess for for companies that do adaptations like this, they're they're kind of rolling the dice. So what do, we have two choices: please the nerds, right? Because you know how you know nerds and their fandom are with everything. You have to stick completely to the source material, get the perfect actors or the nerds will rage, or they're going after a bigger, newer audience. Because people that never played the games, they're gonna watch this movie and of course their first impression of Nathan Drake is Tom Holland. So from that point on, Nathan Drake will be Tom Holland to them. But to people familiar with the actual source material, it's gonna be it's gonna be different. And I feel like companies come across this all the time when they do these movies from games or games from movies is you have a choice stick completely straight to the source material or try to appeal to a different audience but it's kind of i don't know i'm not a movie maker i'm not a, a game maker so i don't have to make that decision thankfully i just play the games watch the movies
0: i will say i think if you're going to go through the effort of making a video game movie i guess from a business standpoint it makes sense that you or you would want to. Get people who haven't yet played the games to play the games, but I think from like an artistic standpoint, you should absolutely be making that movie for people that have played the games.
1: Oh well, of course. I mean, we're nerds, Connor. Like we're geeks. Like we're, we're we fall under that side of like we we're fanboys of the things we like. And like if someone made a, a Final Fantasy movie, at, like a live action one, not having children, and they casted someone that wasn't Sephiroth, oh, I would be the biggest ragiest geek ever about it. I would just yeah, this isn't set like I'd be a freak about it, obviously. Um, But the key thing, like you said before, is companies want to make money at the end of the day. Maybe the artists, game creators, care about their artwork, but the the investors they only care about money. So you know it's kind of I don't know it's one of those things, man.
0: Nathan Drake's a hugely popular character. Anyways, like they could have literally just made someone that's exactly like him and it would still do fine. It's not like it would do worse.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the quality is there. The quality will always speak for itself. But remember too, having actors like casted as roles is part of the marketing. I mean, think about it. Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. It'd be people who've never seen Uncharted, don't even know what it is. Like, like my my wife and even my in laws, they didn't know what Uncharted was until the movie. They they would they want to see it because oh action Indiana Jones style but hey Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg are in it ah oh, let's go watch it um, your actors are part of your marketing because a lot of people saw that movie just because of those actors being casted
0: I guess that's fair so we both like Firefly yes the guy who plays Malcolm Reynolds actually has said that he would have liked to play Nathan Drake in an Uncharted movie and him and a couple people got together and made a short film, like an Uncharted short film, where he's Nathan Drake, and he's perfect. He is the perfect Nathan Drake. I mean, if you think about it, Malcolm Reynolds is kind of already like cowboy, space cowboy Nathan Drake. He's very similar. (laughs) Space cowboy Uh, Nathan Drake. (laughs) They're very similar characters, so he's already sort of set up to be a, a good fit for the role, but the fact that the actor himself has even said, like, yes, I would like to play this role. It just feels like a missed opportunity to me because it's so perfect.
1: Oh, I, I agree. I feel like he would be more Nathan Drake-esque than Tom Holland would be. Because even though uh, the thing about Malcolm Reynolds is he's starting to get up there in age. And Nathan Drake as a character is younger. Um, but the thing about uh, uh, Tom Holland is I think he's 25 right now. So about maybe, maybe 24, 25 when he when he did all the, the scenes and stuff. Um, he just looks so young. And that did bother me a little bit because yeah, Nathan Drake's supposed to be this like smart alecky, like Malcolm Reynolds basically in every acting role he does. You know, quick witted kind of guy. But I felt like I was watching like a teenage a teenager kind of do all this like Indiana Jones stuff and I was like, uh, alright. Like I love Tom yeah. I love Tom Holland, don't get me wrong, but he did look a little too young for me for the role.
0: As I was watching the movie, uh um, like there's the the part where Tom Holland's the bartender. Yeah. And even as I was watching him mix drinks in my mind, I was like, are you old enough for this?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's doing the bartender tricks. He's like, like, where did you learn that?
0: Where's your mom? Like, <laughs> is this is this legal?
1: <laughs> yep.
0: So that was funny. You know, he he does. He does feel too young. I mean, I do like Tom Holland and I actually liked him in this movie. I don't want to I don't want to say that I didn't like Tom Holland in this movie because I did. But at the same time, it's not true to the character of Nathan Drake.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I would have more of an analysis on it and more of... Um, I won't say criticism, but I'd have a deeper thought process with it. But I, I just can't really remember Nathan Drake as a character. Because again, I only watched my cousin play. And this was like months after release. So that was years ago. But from what I remember, he did just seem a little too young. But like I said before... It's a marketing thing. They're going to use Tom Holland to try and attract people to it. As far as I know, the movie was successful so far, so you'll we'll probably see another one. I mean, they left a pretty huge cliffhanger at the end, right? Did you stay for the scene yeah. after the credits?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. And Sam's in jail, which yeah. is exactly what happened in Uncharted 4.
1: Yeah, so see, there you go. So, like, they're, they're letting you know, like, well, more than likely there'll be another movie, so we will get to see more adventures. And even if they just kind of go off and do their own thing, I would be okay with that. I wouldn't mind watching Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland get into treasure hunting shenanigans. It's entertaining. I'll watch the next one.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to watch the next one. Like I, did, I mean, I guess we'll just we'll just get to this now. Nor- this is normally something that we would do at the end of our episodes, but I figure I'll just bring it up now since it pertains to the topic at hand. What would you rate this movie on a scale of 1 to 10?
1: Oh, boy. Oh, <sighs> uh... boy. I would give it a seven.
0: <laughs> you would give it a seven. I would give it a six. Those listening, at least the way I personally rate movies or, or anything, whether it be video games, even food, um, the the way I, I rate things is a five is a this is not something that I love or hate. It is complete indifference. Like this movie wasn't offensively bad, but it wasn't anything good either. It's just like complete meh. little. Just meh. Yeah, meh. It 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 is absolute meh. Five is meh, <laughs> and then anything below five is actively bad. Mm-hmm. So a four, I was like, I actually dislike this, mm-hmm. and a six is like, oh, I like it, but just not a lot. And then you know, the further you you distance yourself from five, the the more it's like, oh, this is this is really good. Mm-hmm. This is a mess. So to me, a seven is like this was solid. Mm-hmm. This was like a solid thing. It wasn't amazing. But it was just good. And then a six is like, yeah, that was that was fun. That was pretty good. know, yeah, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all right. So that's where I would put this movie. Um, because that, there was just no character. Even if we take that um, argument of it's not Nathan Drake, it's not solely away from this movie. Like if this movie was called something else, if it wasn't Uncharted.
1: There was still no progression of character. I agree.
0: Yeah. If even if it was a completely standalone film, the characters were still so shallow and and stuff that I just didn't care. And to me, that's the most important part of any uh, work of fiction is the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why stuff like The Office is so successful. Oh. You know, the office The Office isn't successful because of the setting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, look at this amazing office space. It's it's successful because the characters are so well written.
1: Oh, there's yeah, no, they because they shine. Everyone. They shine.
0: And that's the way I think it is with every piece of writing. I think characters are ninety-nine percent of the time the most important piece of a of a story. And that's why things like sequels exist, you know. It's not necessarily because we want to see more of, of this action set piece, we can get that anywhere. It's because we want to see more of the characters. We care about the characters we give those are things that people get attached to. Oh yeah. And I wasn't attached to anybody at the end of this movie. At the end of this movie, I was like, I saw some fun action sequences. And I don't care about anybody. <laughs> I don't care about anyone that was in this movie. I thought Tom Holland was charming and fun, but like it was a shallow character and Sully was there, I guess. There was Chloe, I forget her last name. She was there. There's was this whole theme. Also thought like this whole theme of, of distrust was so heavy handed.
1: It was a little thick. It was a little thick.
0: That I would have liked to have seen more multi-dimensional characters because it was just like tom holland was like i can't trust you and then like the one uh, chloe he, you know was like you can't trust Sully, and then Sully's like i i actually am trustworthy
1: well but you can't trust chloe i
0: told you and it's like okay is there is there anything else is this the only quality that a purple have is trustworthiness there's no other qualities anyone has that
1: they did lay that on thick. They did lay it on thick. It was like, do you trust me? No, you can't trust. Me. You can't trust her. You trust me? I can't trust. I trust. Trust. You can't trust. Trust. It was. It was on a little thick. I did like the the budget. They did not skimp on the action sequences. I do appreciate that. You know, they didn't. They they didn't. They didn't pull back on it. They went full force. Like like we talked about the ships at the end with the helicopters. You know, they really they gave you some entertaining stuff. I do like movies that are structured like the treasure hunting sequencing. So you had the puzzle, and you had the keys, and you had to do the whole riddle. You know, heaven and hell, and you had the different. Like, trust your fellow man, right to save you out of the pit. Like, I mean, yeah, they weren't the most in depth things ever, but I like the treasure hunting aspect, and I really enjoy Mark Wahlberg. I just like him a lot as an actor. That's what bumped it to a se- from a six to a seven for me, was the fact that they had Mark Wahlberg, even if he wasn't Sully as a character, if he didn't match him. I really didn't care that much because, again, I didn't play all the games, but I really liked Mark Wahlberg. So that just kind of bumped it up for me.
0: Okay. I, I'm i not so easily swayed. Oh, with
1: with actors, I can be. With actors and actresses, depending on... Like, if you put Gerard Butler in a movie, like, for me, it's, that's basically a 10 out of 10. I know people are imperfect, and everyone can do bad roles, and blah, 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 but to me, Gerard Butler cannot do a bad role. Yeah, that's a that's 11 out of 10. I don't care what I'm watching.
0: Okay, what if what if Gerard Butler is the next protagonist of the uh, Transformers movie directed by Michael Bay? Is that a 10 out of 10?
1: Oh, God, Transformers 5, ugh. Well, okay, I, I mean, I'll give him 11 out of 10. Maybe not the movie, but... I, but I'll give him, I'm always going to give him, like, like, if Gerard Butler was in a, a truly terrible movie, I will rate the movie a little bit better than it deserves, just because they had the knowledge and the foresight to get Gerard Butler in, and I believe that deserves kudos.
0: Okay, if you say so. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, I don't have very many actors or actresses that I'm super attached to, mm-hmm. um, you know, I like Tom Holland, he was a great Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, great Spider-Man. He
0: embodies Spider-Man. He was such a good Spider-Man. And I liked, you know, a lot of, like, whenever I think of actors, it's really hard for me to think of anything else besides the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: (laughs) Go beyond, Connor. Go beyond.
0: That's just, but of everything, that's the, that's like the one series where I'm able to see the same actors over and over and over again. And because of that, it it reinforces in my mind that I like the actor, because like, you know, I can't think of all the disconnected Mark Wahlberg movies I've seen, but I can think of all 8 movies that Robert Downey Jr has been in.
1: No, that makes sense because you see the consistency of them playing this one character and they truly become the Like the, that is an advantage they have for having so many movies that maybe other movies don't get because it's a it's a one-stop-shop movie. Uh, for example, like uh Hugh Jackman, uh Kate and Leopold, it was a rom-com. He played this this British uh, aristocrat or nobility, right? Um, and that's the only movie you see that him. But he's known as Wolverine for his, like, biggest role, right? So I, I totally get what you're saying there. But Gerard Brothers did the best. And Sandra Bullock. For me, okay. for, for for the actresses, it's Sandra Bullock.
0: Okay. Yeah. Julia Roberts,
1: too. She's great. Every movie, Julia Roberts. Gold. Solid.
0: Like, honestly... If I think of actors and actresses that I like that aren't part of the MCU, my gut reaction is to say I like Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn.
1: Those are good, though, man. I mean...
0: They are good, but... They're good. It's because my mom loves them. And so when I was a kid, my mom would always... You're raised... I was raised on, yeah. on movies with those those actors and actresses in them. And so when I think, like, actors that I've seen a lot of, they're they're mm-hmm. the most prominent figures in my mind, because my mom was always like, hey, have you seen this Cary Grant movie? No, let's watch, let's it. watch it. You know, that's what we're watching tonight. And so when I was a kid, yeah. that was sort of the, the...
1: That's what you're raised on, so it's comfortable. And I totally get it. Well, ironically, my wife's watching an Audrey Hepburn movie right now, so that, that's what's ironic. She, she loves Audrey Hepburn. But I uh, So, okay, okay. So, if this topic comes up again, or if we decide to make an episode on it, your homework, you need to find a, a, not the, just a go-to actor and actress that are not MCU. Okay? Okay. Like, or, or DC. Like, I, I know you like MCU better than DC, but I'm going to X out DC also. Well,
0: that's just because DC's crap. This is Connor coming in post while I'm editing this, and I just wanted to say that me and Logan both saw the new The Batman movie that came out, and... We'll go on to talk about it a little bit later in this episode, but that movie was really good. We just hadn't seen it yet at the time of recording this, so keep that in mind for the conversation ahead. And I guess DC isn't all that bad. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcasting.
1: Ooh. Hey, Batman, dude, Christian Bale's Batman, come on. That was a good Batman.
0: Okay, okay. Christian Bale's
1: Batman is amazing.
0: He's Ledger's I'm not,
1: Joker? Like come I'm not,
0: on! I'm not talking about the Dark Knight trilogy, okay? The Dark Knight trilogy was amazing. Uh huh. Okay. Everyone knows that. I'm talking right, about right. like the current the current like DC universe. Like Wonder Woman was amazing. That movie was so good. Wonder
1: Woman was fantastic.
0: But like Superman or Man of Steel?
1: Eh But Henry he is... Caville Oh, sorry, go ahead, go
0: ahead. I actually do think Henry Caville is a is a really good Superman. Yes, best
1: Superman. But best Superman ever.
0: I would have to give that more thought before giving a definitive answer. But Well
1: personally, yes. I think he's the best Superman.
0: I, I think he's really good in the role. I just think like the way that DC has gone so dark, and I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but like Man mm-hmm. of Steel was just it wasn't a really good movie period, and also it wasn't true to the Superman character. Like it was too dark mm-hmm. compared to Superman, you know, if you watch like the the old Superman, you know, there's a line in the movie where he, like they ask, I think Lois Lane asks him, you know, what do you stand for, and he's like, truth, justice, and this movie was like so much darker, Emo and, yeah, gothic, yeah, and it's like <laughs> I just I hated that, and but I also just think the movie was bad, period. Um, Batman vs Superman was awful; it was so bad.
1: Oh, 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 good lord, it was so bad. You know, and, and I totally agree. I think Henry Cavill as being superman i i think so far there might be a better person later i don't know so far i think he embodies superman the best the movies i mean that's a totally different topic but him as being superman i don't think i don't think there's another person that can do it better currently
0: i i think you might be right i would love to see like if if we could just build a time machine and send henry cavill to be you know the actor in the original superman movies i think you'd have some good movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially. But I I am excited. to. Well, I'm not excited. I'm excited because of Batman. But I am curious to see how Robert Pattinson will portray Batman. Because personally, I don't like Robert Pattinson that much. I when I heard he was gonna be Batman, I thought, well, that's terrible that he's not going to follow Christian Bale's legacy very well. But hey, you never know. You never know. So I am excited to see that they're they're doing the Riddler, because I think the Riddler is a very interesting villain. Um.
0: So we'll see. You know, see how it goes. I want to be excited for the new Batman movie, but I just can't bring myself to be excited for it. <laughs> like, I'm just so convinced that it's probably not going to be good. I'm like, oh man, I really wish I could be excited for this movie, but I just can't.
1: Yeah. Well, try at least, because that was me too. But I'm I, at least I'm, I tried to get myself to at least a ground zero, so not excited, but not unexcited either like just like you're a fuck man like i I try to get to a mad place so i'm not going in thinking oh this is gonna suck and then ruin the movie i'm just going at it no expectations but i'm not setting the bar too low either i'm just going in
0: i always do that i always try and level my expectations for anything because it's just not fair it's just not fair to go in and, and change an experience based off of you know a preconceived notion which Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. why you know when i go and experience anything i try and just be like i'm just going to judge this and experience it for what it is
1: on its own merit
0: yes but that being said it is a a little easier for me to get excited for something like spider-man no way home when there's like this excellent track record it's a little harder to be optimistic for something that has a really bad track record like there it's not
1: well especially in recent years yeah
0: there is evidence to support you know the way i feel it's not baseless oh
1: yeah i'm not i'm not saying you're wrong or anything like i i again i don't like robert pattinson as an actor so that alone i'm already i'm gonna try not to but i'm already gonna go in with a low expectation because it's robert pattinson as batman so um i mean same thing with like dune right um there was the old, old Dune movie way back in the day. Uh, it was it was a movie. It was very interesting. Uh, concepts were crazy. I like Dune a lot. The book the book is amazing. I mean, the book is amazing. We're talking about character development. Dune is fantastic. The movie yeah, movies will never be as fully fleshed out as books. That's just a fact. That's just how it is. But I think they still did a good job on the movie. Even though I thought to myself, hey, the movie's probably not gonna be as good as the book. No, I still think the the book is better, but the movie at least uh, is it, it was good. The movie was good, um, especially like cinematic wise with the effects and everything. Like I love seeing the world of Dune actually come to life and not just in my imagination anymore.
0: You know, I I read part of Dune. I didn't read the whole book. It was just too much for me. Like, the the way... (laughs) There was, like, a whole new language you basically had to learn. Like, literally, the bat. Oh,
1: I I loved it. I love it. I don't know why. It just sucks me in.
0: I was like, ah, it was too much. Anyways, I'm not here to talk about the book because, you know, I'll acknowledge that there was probably something there. It just wasn't for me.
1: Yeah, if it's not for you, it's not for you. I
0: also didn't like the movie. I went in with actually sort of not like super high hopes, but I was I was optimistic about about it because I had heard so many good things about the movie. I did not like the movie. I did not like the new movie.
1: Oh, uh, well, we we should we should definitely save that for another episode then, because I mean I mean Dune by itself, just out of respect for the name of Dune, deserves its own own time in the spotlight. Uh, but personally, I'm a Dune fanboy. I've loved Dune since I was a child. So for me, like Dune is fantastic.
0: Okay, well. I almost envy you because cause there, there's some times where I'll experience something and, you know, the masses are like, this is amazing. And I'm just like, ah. Oh, oh I, I get it,
1: dude. I totally get it. Like, there's lots of franchises out there that everyone's like, bruh And I'm just like, nah,
0: nah, bruh Nah. We could do an episode on Dune, the movie, eventually. I don't really want to watch it again, but, but we'll see. <laughs>
1: That that's fine. That's fine. I mean, it is, and it, technically, it's it's a two parter, so
0: we could wait. We could wait and do. uh I mean, it'll be a while. It'll be a long time.
1: Exactly. I was gonna say. I don't know when that's gonna come out, so that'll be relative. Or we could wait for the next Avatar do an episode on that. Another <laughs> ten years.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Avatar. No wait.
1: Not another tangent. Uh, we
0: should. No, not just do it. Just just start watching the show, and then we'll do an episode on it.
1: Oh, oh, you mean the last Airbender? I was talking about uh, James Cameron Avatar.
0: I know, I know you are, but I'm okay. still, I'm, I'm, I'm pivoting to the last Airbender.
1: Man, I tried showing my wife and out, and I was just like excited, like, "Oh, how do watched watch this?" As a child, I've seen it like five times. This, everything about the show is amazing. And I sat down with her, like, "I'm an adult now, right? I'm 26, almost 27. She's older than me, and and I'm just so because she never actually watched it all the way through. And first two episodes, she just does not care about it. I'm like, "No way, you gotta." get invested with me. You got to watch this next couple episodes. She does not care. She is not in it.
0: This is a little tangent and we'll we'll talk about Avatar the show as a as a as a show later on. We'll do an episode on it.
1: Oh yeah. We're definitely going to dedicate time to
0: it. But for now, I just want to share my my origin story with Avatar. Oh um, boy. It's so I had never seen the show as a kid and I saw it for the first time when I was 20. Because my friend, Jake, you might know him from earlier in the episode.
1: The Jake?
0: um, Jake told me, hey, this show Avatars, on Netflix now. I love this show. You should watch it. And then I w- was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. I don't have Netflix. And he's like, you can use my account. So props to Jake. Shout out. Shout outs to Jake. Thank you. Anyways. <laughs> Um,
1: That's not important to the story.
0: Okay,
1: we're gonna, <laughs> you don't know, kind of narrate how you got your Netflix. Just tell the story. No, it's important. It's important. <laughs> Why is slogan. it
0: important? Oh God. Anyways, so I watched the first two episodes, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This is garbage." It's slow. <laughs> I I didn't like it, and so I texted Jake. I was like, "Jake, I don't know how to say this, but I don't like it." And he was like, "Okay." But just if you give it time, I think you will. And so I was like, ah, ah, fine, I'll do it. And so I watched some more. And then I was like, yep, it's not good. And he was like, no, no, trust me.
1: You will in time.
0: It gets good. And I was like, okay, okay, Jake. I'm I'm putting my faith in you now. And so I kept watching it. And then around episode seven of season one, I think it's the blue spirit. I was like, oh, actually, this has potential. Mm -hmm. And then you keep going and it just gets better. And season two, as soon as I'm not going to talk about the actual plot because I don't want to spoil anything. But Mm -hmm. in season two, that's when the show just skyrockets. It becomes masterpiece level. So as of now, now that I finished it and I don't have nostalgia for the show, I can't I started hating the show. You know, I, I, I came into this not liking it. So I can say with confidence that, you know, in my unbiased opinion, this show is a freaking masterpiece. It is so good. So good. And it's one of my favorite television shows now.
1: Did you watch Legend of Korra? Have you have you watched it? Uh, I have not, no. Oh, okay. Okay. Then, I mean, we could probably do, uh, I don't know, actually, because Legend of Korra does not hit the same as original Avatar. It is the same universe, and it's what happens after, obviously. You get some nostalgia from seeing old characters come back. But the original Avatar definitely is the creme de la creme. So good. In fact, I'm probably going to rewatch it again myself, just because we're talking about
0: this. Well, we have to rewatch it so we can do an episode on it.
1: Oh, that's right. Uh, That's true. That's true. Okay. We will do that. We
0: will do that. Okay. So, do you have anything else you want to say about Uncharted or any other... Semi-relevant topics before we head out. Oh, jeez.
1: Honestly, with with how long we've been friends now, and how much stuff like when we just talk, like we end up talking for like hours. So, to be honest, we could probably make this episode like five hours long, but we can't do that. So, because um, like we almost went off on you know MCU DC, we almost went off on Dune, and now Avatar. So it's like. We got. We got to stop it somewhere. Stop the madness.
0: I mean, I I listen to lots of podcasts, and to be that like that's good podcasting, right there, is when the hosts just talk. No, it is.
1: They just talk. It is. You're you're absolutely right. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, as far as Uncharted, that's all I had to say about it because it wasn't very fleshed out for me anyway. Um, that's all. That was all my all my thoughts on it. I don't know much else behind like. I don't know if there's any cool super trade secrets like oh the scene that they shot you know this happened yeah. like I don't know anything like that about it.
0: Oh, here here's a here's a little little Easter egg that I thought was cool. And i inter- two two Easter eggs I'd like to point out. Okay, Tom Tom Holland's suitcase had a naughty dog sticker on the inside of it. Oh, I
1: did see that. I did see that actually.
0: I thought that was cool. Also on the beach when Tom Holland and Chloe Fraser get. You know, they walk up onto the beach and there's a guy sitting in the bench. Yeah, who was he? That was the voice actor for Nathan Drake.
1: Oh, I knew he was someone because, like, that scene, like, whenever they do that, oh, yeah, like, oh, we're just falling out of a helicopter or whatever. Oh, yeah, I've done something like that once. Like, they were giving this random dude, this random dad on the beach, like, too much attention. So I looked at my wife and I'm like, he is someone. I don't know who he is, but that guy's important. Doris why else would they do that?
0: Can you imagine if it was nobody? Like they just threw that in there for no reason?
1: Now that would be a plot twist and I would applaud them for that.
0: Just just throw in this random guy for some flavor.
1: Just just to make just to lead you on, make you think, but no, he's truly a random guy.
0: That would have been funny. Have you ever read any Clive Custler books? No, I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, he's an author. He writes
1: uh, I I figured that when you said that. <laughs> yeah, yes, nah, Connor. I yes, I figured that. <laughs> <laughs> what did he author, Connor?
0: <laughs> he actually writes books that are very Indiana Jones-esque. Um, oh, okay. He writes like Dirk Pitt is the, is like the main character in the book series. Oh, that's his guy. And he goes and does like sort of like this sort of adventure. And, you know, it's sort of Uncharted-esque where it's like they find some lost treasure or whatnot in a lot of the books.
1: When was his era? Like 70s, 80s, 90s?
0: I don't, I don't remember. That's not the point. Tell me everything. <laughs> the point is... <laughs> Clive Custler writes himself into every one of his books. Oh. And so it's like the main characters will find like him in the book. Just chilling. And they'll talk to us, just chilling. And it's like, he'll help them out sometimes. I think one time he was at a gas station or, or something where like they mm. were thinking like, they needed car maintenance and he was there or he'll help them out in some way. And he's he's only in there for like a few seconds. You don't know it's him at first, but there'll be this character that sort of appears for a, a few paragraphs. And then it always ends with like, and then he gave them, you know, a thing and Dirk Pitt noticed that it had the initial CC on it, you know, for Clive Kessler or something like that, that gives it away that, that it's him. And so he usually plays this minor role and he's like, it's sort of weird to cameo in your own book, but that's what it reminded me of was, was Clive Kessler. The,
1: the voice actor. You know, I actually, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I mean, obviously, like, writers, they do tend to write, you know, they say, write what you, what you know. Like, that, that's a common, especially for beginning writers, A lot that's a lot of the advice given. write what you know. Um, so, they obviously draw on their own experiences or own things they've read themselves, or, you know, they put a little bit of themselves into the protagonist, maybe. But doing a cameo, like, you see, like, he's an actual character, just for a couple seconds, because he's not taking limelight away from the actual protagonist, I kind of like that, actually. Because if you truly enjoy that author, that will just draw you even closer to them. Because it'll just give you that awe moment. Or like, oh, there, you know, oh, he's known for doing this. So I'm I'm waiting until I get my my Clive Cussler moment. Oh, there it is. Like, it's going to draw you closer to that writer. So I appreciate that. And now that I know who the cameo was, I appreciate that as well.
0: Indeed. Okay. Well... I don't have anything more to say other than the final battle with the ships was pretty cool. That was, like, super ridiculous where they're, like, airlifting pirate pirate ships. And then the the, the lady, the main villain, I don't even remember her name. I don't remember her name either. Solely threw the bag of gold at her, which was yeah, a stupid decision. I know. That...
1: Oh, oh, dude. That made me mad. That, that made, made me mad, too. That... I was like, you didn't. Because then then Tom jumped later and it's like, why didn't you just jump to begin with
0: and keep your gold? Yeah, I know. Tom Hollins literally could... It's not like she was holding on to his leg or anything. No, He could have just jumped. He was like, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Why? He ended up jumping anyways. They they should have just skipped to that. Yeah, that was dumb. That was real dumb. I I agree. That was super forced. Well, that seems as good a spot as any to end it off i don't <laughs> want to edit a super long episode so i think we'll just end it here <laughs> <laughs> okay okay all right i'm not even going to call this the uncharted episode anymore i i was gonna uh, when i was thinking about releasing this episode i was gonna say like you know uncharted dash minisode you know to be because i was expecting it to be like 25 minutes of us talking about uncharted but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna call it uncharted and tangents
1: or just do uh, like uh, uncharted minisode question mark and then more or adam like uncharted yeah just do like uncharted minisode question mark and just leave it at that
0: also i'm leaving this conversation in the episode that's fine this this is not this is not going to be edited out
1: this is quality this is what the people want to hear
0: this is what the people deserve to hear this
1: is what <laughs> it's not the it's not the podcast they want it's the podcast they deserve
0: <laughs> yeah maybe next episode we'll have a tangent on on how we set up audacity <laughs> at the oh, end God. of the episode
1: why who wants to hear that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding logan oh man okay all right for real for real we're leaving all right thank you everyone for tuning in yes for listening if you've stuck around this long which i know okay i listen to a lot of podcasts and the hosts always they the, it seems like this is a common thing for a to say where they're like well for everyone who's stuck around this long... Because we're a bunch uh, of stupid people, yeah. We don't know why you did, but thank you anyways. So you know what? I'm not going to say that because it's generic, and I strive to be slightly different. Not, not too different, because then you're just weird. Slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? For everyone who's stuck around this long... You're welcome for the <laughs> entertainment we have provided.
1: <laughs> oh, so yeah, we'll, we'll be, like, narcissistic about it. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, we won't be like, oh, you stuck around and hurt us. Thanks, guys, you're the best. No, no, you deserve, that's what you deserve to do. You, you get a privilege to listen to us, swine. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: so, You're welcome, everyone. It was my pleasure recording this podcast for your benefit.
1: Uh, I'm going to say thank you. Uh, I'm not with Connor on that statement.
0: <laughs> we hope you tune in next week or whenever. That's not, yeah.
1: Whenever this comes out. It's not
0: going to be a week. It's not going to be a week. <laughs> whenever this comes out, we hope you tune in. Yeah. I have nothing else to add. Feel free to listen to us more because we know you want to. You want this. Yep. Yeah, Hold on, Logan. We have to stall for another twenty seconds so we can reach an hour. We're at fifty-nine oh. minutes and forty seconds.
1: Yeah, that's called OCD and its finest, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Actually, you know what? It doesn't even matter because after I do the editing and the trimming, it's, it's going to be less. It's going to be less. So there's no point in trying to make it an even hour because the final mm-hmm. product isn't going to be an hour.
1: Not going to happen. Not your your deepest dreams, Connor.
0: Anyways, all right. We hope you had fun. We did. Goodbye now.